Hi, I'm Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change. And now here's today's podcast. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's talk about being bold. Bold enough to step outside of your comfort zone. What does that cost? What do I have to do to step outside of my comfort zone? What do I need to do to do something that I normally wouldn't do. To take me outside of a comfortable situation into an uncomfortable situation. You have to be bold. You have to have the heart of a lion. Sometimes the strength of a bear. Spiritually, I'm talking. We're going to have to love people that are hard to love. We're going to have to talk to people that are hard to talk to. Matthew 22, 36 through 39 says, teacher, talking about Jesus, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus told them who was them. He told the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, his disciples, his followers. He told them all that loving God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all your mind is the first and great commandment. But then there's a second commandment that is just like it, and that's Loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, that's really getting out of your comfort zone. There was a tiny woman in a white sari, and she peered over a large podium, and she looked across a sea of influential leaders. And these leaders had come to the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C. This is what they do annually is a national prayer breakfast. It's amazing that sinners are having prayer breakfast every year. (laughs) That amazes me. But this little woman stood there as the guest speaker. And this is what she said. It is not enough for us to say I love God, but I also have to love my neighbor Jesus says that you are a liar if you say you love God and you don't love your neighbor. She said, how can you love God whom you do not see if you do not love your neighbor whom you do see, whom you touch, whom you live with? It is also a very important thing for us to realize that love, to be true, has to hurt. I must be willing to give whatever it takes not to harm other people and in fact to do good to them. She told the crown that this requires 
that I be willing to give until it hurts. Otherwise, there is no true love in me, and I bring injustice, not peace, to those around me. That was a profound opening statement. And in those few words, spoken in 1994, Mother Teresa preached what she had spent a lifetime living and stepping outside of her comfort zone. And just like any celebrity, Mother Teresa's public image was shaped by the media for mass consumption, peacemaker, servant, saint. Yeah, those are worthy titles. And she's definitely worthy of many of those titles. But there was more to her that did not make headlines. Many world leaders who met her came expecting to get a blessing from her or to be blessed by her, but they received a lecture instead. I say she lit those good old boys up at that prayer breakfast that year. I'm sure they were not expecting that type of message, something that they don't normally get from invited leaders about loving others and living for God. They just want the watered down version of why they're there and for political reasons. And in her passionate love for God's children, she stepped up and spoke boldly against the policies that persecute his children, violence, oppression, and abortion. This judgmental side of Mother Teresa seemed out of her character. But you know what? It was evidence of her integrity because deep love fosters deep conviction. Righteous actions are the prerequisite of true authority. And Mother Teresa could say what she said at that prayer breakfast because she had lived her words first. She boldly stepped outside of her comfort zone. How did she do this? She comforted the dying. She didn't seek power. She didn't seek fortune. She didn't seek fame. But in her meekness, she received the prayers of the world and the respect of its most powerful leaders. She counted the cost of following Jesus and then followed him wholeheartedly. You see, when you decide to follow Jesus, you need to decide to follow him wholeheartedly because in her giving herself to him, she led thousands of men and women to do the same, to be able to boldly step outside of their own comfortable world. And above all, Mother Teresa loved God. We don't have to read her own words to know that. There are pictures to prove her love for God, photographs, of this remarkable servant of God as she held dying children, as she hugged lepers, as she caressed the tired and weary faces with broken teeth and wrinkled cheeks, greeting everyone in God's name. The world caught Mother Teresa in the act of loving God because loving in action was her thing. Loving till it hurt was her thing. 
She was bold in the Lord and she proved it by stepping outside of her comfort zone to serve others. We say we want to serve others, but are we willing to step outside of our comfort zone? Are we willing to step outside of our four walls? Our four walls of tradition. You know, it was asked of those that surrounded Jesus to die to themselves and to take up their cross and follow after him. Matthew 16, 24 says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It is not a comfortable action to take up a cross and die to self. That's the hardest thing in life is dying to oneself. And for those that are Christian, when God places you in a situation, should always be willing to step outside of your comfort zone to do his will. Just the very act of becoming a Christian can put you in an unfamiliar territory that will make you feel uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable not having all the financial resources you need. But you know what? Christ tells his followers to stop seeking earthly riches. Matthew 6, 19 says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And he also told them to not worry about the future. See, these are things that we are concerned with. We're concerned about riches. We're concerned about future. And in Luke 12, 22, he says, then he said to his disciples, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat nor about your body, what you will put on. And he encourages them to live sacrificially, to seek the good of others. Matthews 22 and 39 says, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Was not Mother Teresa teaching this very concept? She was telling the people at the prayer breakfast to love your neighbor as yourself. Stop saying one thing and do another. She was teaching them what Jesus was teaching his disciples. All of this runs contrary to the values of the world because these teachings instruct Christians that were accustomed to live in a certain lifestyle before they were converted should now radically live differently from what they were used to. Now, it is a case in point of living outside of their comfort zone of relying on their earthly riches. This is the walking in faith teaching. When you walk in faith, you walk knowing that God will supply all of your needs. Being bold and stepping outside of our comfort zone means placing our faith in Jesus for salvation. And this requires a big step on our part. Inside of our very nature, we are naturally alienated away from God. And in some way, to be saved inside of our own inclination, we rely on ourselves. Some think we can just be good people. Or that by performing certain deeds, we can, quote unquote, cancel out our sins. But this is definitely not sufficient in order for us to cancel out our sins. 
What is required here is that we totally surrender ourselves completely to God to exclusively place our faith in Jesus to save us. We can't save ourselves. And that requires of us to deny our natural inclination to save ourselves. Paul wrote in Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And in essence, all Christians step outside of their comfort zone simply by becoming followers of Christ. That's, that's definitely stepping out of your comfort zone of what you're normally accustomed of doing, sinning having life as it were your way. How should we boldly step outside of our comfort zones, especially in our day-to-day lives? I know having given ourselves over to Christ, it may mean helping the homeless at a soup kitchen or taking part of a prison ministry or even associating with some people that we may have seen as uncomfortably different or threatening. It may mean being seen in places or with people that society looks down on. It could be working at a halfway house or discussing Christ outside of a bar with those that come and go. What's my point here? The point is that we should not stop serving Christ merely because of our discomfort We should be willing to place ourselves in new situations, even uncomfortable ones, for the sake of kingdom building. This is what kingdom building is all about. Going outside of your four walls, going outside of your traditional comfort zone, going to talk to those that smell like weed, smell like alcohol, smell like sex. That's not comfortable for many Christians. Throughout the New Testament, we see the apostles boldly stepping outside of their comfort zone and sacrificing everything in order to serve God. They were willing to go into situations where they could be one, threatened, two, arrested, and three, possibly killed. Matthews 19.27 Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? You don't have to worry about anything because the Lord is going to take care of your needs. Peter and John, they were arrested for their faith and their boldness of speaking up. Acts 4, 1 through 3 says, Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees came unto them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. You'll be thrown in jail. Can you deal with that? Can you handle that? Are you up for that? I mean, I don't know anybody personally that's been thrown in jail for preaching, but there may come a time to where that'll happen. And Stephen, he was martyred for his boldness. In Acts 7, 54 through 60 says, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. It's amazing that when you start telling people the truth and giving them the truth, they get upset, they get mad. Then they want to get up all up in your face and want to beat you up. But just like Stephen, 
says, but he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. When you walk in God, you don't have to fear man. And he said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Oh, that made them even more mad. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. They stoned him. And while they were stoning him, Stephen knelt down and he cried out to God saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he said that, the Bible says he fell asleep. He died for his boldness. Paul, after his mighty conversion on the road of Damascus and the life that he lived, he sold out completely to God. And when it was time for him to die, he was willing to be bound and he was willing to die. Acts 21, 13 says, then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? Paul told him, I'm ready not only am I ready, but I'm ready to be bound and also ready to die for the name of Jesus. How many of you ready to die for Jesus? That makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Witnessing makes people uncomfortable. Talking about Jesus on your lunch makes people uncomfortable. But without a doubt, the apostles put themselves well outside of their normal routine and did things far beyond their comfort zone. And I'm gonna tell you, it will not be easy living a life of Christ. It will not be easy. But wait, I'm not gonna leave you right there. There's joy in living for the Lord. A lot of people will harp on the fact that, oh, you gotta suffer, you gotta take up your cross. Yes, you do. But living for God is also, it's a joy. It's fun, it's exciting. It's not all the humdrum that many humdrum Christians talk about. Oh, you got to suffer. You got to go without. You got to be poor. You got to do without. No, that's not my God. That might be theirs because they're living a life of poor, unhappy, suffering for the sake of God. No, that's not the God I love. That's not the God I serve. Even though it will be hard and it won't be easy sometime, it won't always be like that. But as Christians, we too should be willing to go into radically uncomfortable situations, especially if that's what it's required for us to serve God in the way that he desires for us to serve him. Now, I'm going to tell you, this doesn't mean that every action we take as Christians should make us uncomfortable. But what it does mean is that we are called to serve God regardless of our comfort level. And we should never digress from a chance to serve God merely because it is, quote unquote, outside our normal routine. And I'm gonna close with this. In being bold in the Lord, and stepping outside of your comfort zone 
through our faith, through our gifts, through our talents, we should consider how we can best serve God, even if that means serving him in a new and uncomfortable situation. And those of you that are gifted to teach, teach. You should not seek to teach only those that you are comfortable with, neglecting those that may seem to be more undesirable students. I have a friend that I call my little big brother. One reason is because I'm older than him, but I respect him as a big brother because he's a prophet and he's a teacher. He's the pastor of Oasis Church in Lancaster, and that's the prophet and teacher Daniel McClendon. And I'm going to tell you, he is a bona fide prophet and a bona fide teacher, tried in the word of fire by God. And he's not ashamed and he's not a fearful of teaching the word of God. Doesn't matter if people agree with him. Doesn't matter if people like him or not. He is called to prophesy. He's called to teach. And when he teaches, it just electrifies your soul because you know he's telling the truth because it's the word of God. He does not water it down. So often men and women of God, they water the word down just to get followers, just to be liked, just to have a great gathering of people listening to them. He's not like that. He's very humble. And that's what the true teachers and preachers, evangelists and prophets are of God. They're humble. Because they're called, they're truly called. I say some are sent and some just went. Well, God has sent this man out into the wilderness to teach his word. And that's what it's about. If you are called to teach, teach. If you're called to prophesy, prophesy. And if you are blessed with the gift of evangelism, you should not avoid speaking to prison inmates simply because you are uncomfortable with that environment. Sure, that might not be your calling. But if the opportunity arises, should you not go? Our trust should be that God will see to it that things work out for our good and for his purpose. Romans 8.28 brings me there. And we know that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We're called according to his purpose, not our own purpose. I hear people talking about, I got a purpose, my purpose, my purpose, my purpose. No, it's not your purpose. It's God's purpose. All Christians, those that are followers of Christ, because today everybody's a Christian. But those that actually follow Christ should be willing and ready to be bold about their walk and boldly step outside of their comfort zones. And from person to person, that might mean a variety of things because we're all different. Whether we are called to work as a missionary in an undeveloped country or simply stirring up the courage to talk to our fellow co-workers about Christ. Many people have issues with talking about Christ on their jobs. 
But you know, we can have confidence to know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Why? Because he says in his word that his grace is sufficient. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Did you hear me? God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. Would you like to be bold enough to step outside of your comfort zone? Maybe you've been wrestling with walking with Christ or not. You're at a crossroad in your life. Well, today, you can make that bold step for him just by saying yes to Jesus and asking him to come into your heart. You can step out by faith and receive salvation. And I want to offer you the gift of eternal life right now. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin. And I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Lord, I desire to be set free right now. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and I confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you. And I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I believe that you have forgiven me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me as declared in Galatians 2.20. I believe that I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God, and I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. The Bible says that the angels rejoice over one soul that repented. There's dancing in the heavens because you've repented of your sins. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway of Christ. Write to me. Share your story of faith and let me know that you said yes to Jesus. You can email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. I would also like to take this time to thank those of you that partner with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry regularly. Because of your generous giving, it allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. And if you're not a partner and would like to sow into this ministry, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash life's word ministry 
And to receive a copy of my brand new book, Pathway to Christ, you can go to Amazon and purchase it there. Or if you would like a personally autographed copy, you can go to paypal.me forward slash Malachi 660 forward slash 12. And you can be put on a list and I'll autograph your book and we'll even pay the shipping for you. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on Life's Word Podcast. And as I often say, God loves you and I do too. This concludes our podcast for today. Through one podcast at a time, we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems. Remember to love God, love yourself, and love others. Thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Pastor Malachi.